0: Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. Well, this is the last Sunday on Focus. Have you been focused? Yeah, two of us, okay. And so, do you remember what we started off with on Focus? No, you know, the love of God. And and then Jeff preached. Remember remember what Jeff preached? And, you know, I was going to go over everything, and my wife said, no, they got it. They don't have it because they ain't nobody answering. Remember what Jeff preached about? Identity. There we go. And so identity. And then last Sunday we talked about the Spirit of God. It just added to it. Listen, you don't need to be afraid of the Spirit of God. You don't need, The Holy Spirit's good. God's good. How about his gifts are good? Huh? How about speaking in tongues is good? The whole chapter in the Bible on it. How about Revelations is good? How about Revelation said, Scary is the one who reads Revelation? It said, No, blessed is the man who reads the Revelation. But we read and they got horns and dragons and oh, what is that? It ain't nothing on you, believer. The devil can't step up until you get out of the way. How about that? We ain't getting out of the way until Jesus comes. Amen. So we want to be fortified. We want to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Today we're talking about victory. Who needs uh, sermon notes? Come on, who needs sermon notes? I'm going to go ahead and do a cheer. Remember back in the day, V-I-C-T-O-R-Y, victory, victory, that's our cry. You don't remember that cheer? That helped me learn how to spell. Come on. Victory. Oh, victory in Jesus My Savior forever. Well, he sought me and he bought me. I bring up old stuff to Cody and he's like, what? He knows that one. But I brought up one. I said, see his glory, see his glory, see his glory come down. Praise his name, heaven reigns. See his glory come down. Anybody ever heard that one? Down. Come on. I sang that as a kid. I had no clue what I was singing. How about see his goodness, see his goodness. See his goodness come down on us. Bump somebody and say, the Lord's good. If you had not got it yet, you may not get it. You need to wake up. Woo, victory focus, number one. Take your note, your pen out. Here we go. Jesus walked in victory. Jesus called himself the son of man. We know that he is forever the son of God. But he was the son of man. And he said the son of man, he came and he emptied himself. He emptied himself of deity then refilled himself with the holy spirit we talked a little bit about this last sunday he refilled himself with the holy spirit and he did everything as a man full of the holy spirit and we see all the miracles jesus did and we think oh my goodness i can never do that yes you can the same spirit that raised christ from the dead dwells in you i'm pushing you today come on i'm going to push you you know, we're on the goal line here. It's, it's, we're nine yards, and it's third down and nine yards, a fourth down and nine yards, and we need a touchdown. You're going to be able to do it? Mm-hmm. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's victory. Every scripture in the Bible is victory for you. I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy to. We just read that. That's victory for you. God's mercy is extended to you grace and mercy you read psalms 34 it said come praise the lord with me oh his mercy endures forever hey well yeah, no, don't, ah, don't be papa bear no 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 not no, no, shoot somebody that's a wrong attitude that's not victory what you focus on is what you enlarge. If you have a scope on a gun, it's maybe a 200 yards, but you zoom that scope in, and it magnifies it. And if you're magnifying the negative and focus on the negative, guess what? You're going to read negative. You're going to see negative everywhere you go. Uh-huh, I knew that was going to happen. we always a day late in the dollar store, I knew something. You know, washing machine quit, and the starter won't work on the truck. And there you go. You're focusing on the negative. But how about a but God? That's a big but. God is bigger than your circumstances. Mm. Faith never lives or dwells in the negative. Let's look what our scripture, Hebrews 12, 2 in the Amplified. Looking away, looking away, looking away from all that will distract Looking away from distractions. Your washer going out is a distraction. You getting a sore throat is a distraction. Your kids getting getting ugly is a distraction. What goes on in our politics is a distraction. Keep your eyes on Jesus. I don't care if you're Democratic or Republican. You need to keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't be distracted by this world, but but to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief, and is also he and he is also the finisher, bringing to maturity and perfection our faith. And he for the joy. Now wait a minute. This is where really, I really I love the first part. But for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross despising the shame the cross was the worst death that you could die you ever heard somebody say and i'm gonna cuss in church just go to hell you ever heard somebody say that you're lying if you haven't but listen to me they had a saying in jesus's day you just go to the cross go to the cross they were cursing them with the worst death that they could die go to the cross Isn't that horrible? But Jesus for the joy. Joy. What? For the joy. Victory. Because he's, uh, he's going to, I'm paying the price that you and me can obtain the prize. Yay. Okay, as two of us got happy about that. Well, I'm not very emotional about Well, that's all right. God loves variety. But don't let me catch you at the ball field screaming at your kids because they hit a home run and you can't scream because Jesus hit a home run at the cross. I'm gonna call you out on that because the Lord called me out on that. If you're gonna yell at the TV when your favorite team's playing, you're gonna yell at the TV when somebody wins Star Search or whatever that was, I can't even go back. I'm back in the day, man. I don't Oh. And so, you know, what is it? Idol. Whatever. You're gonna scream and cry when they win? You can't cry because Jesus won for you. I'm just, you know, and I know there are people that, you know, I told the story of this, this coach and, and his team missed the cutoff, his coach in baseball, and he just walks out on the field, and he wasn't, he wasn't very expressive. He takes his hat off and just looks at him, puts his hat back on, and goes back in the dugout. And his wife's like, oh, my Lord, I can't believe he acted like that. Where, you know, coaches I had, you bunch of idiots, what are y'all doing out there? We don't, you know, that's what they, but he just went out and took his hat off and looked at all of them, put his hat back on. His wife was so embarrassed. God uses everybody. It doesn't matter. I'm not asking, you don't have to be expressive, but you have to walk in the goodness of God. You have to receive. You have to know that you know Positive people trust God. If you find yourself getting negative and depressed and down and out, you're not trusting God. So somebody said it like this. Do what the Word says and then cast your care over on the Lord. Do what you know to do and cast your care over on the Lord. How do you know you got your care casted over on the Lord? Because you're not going to sit around and mope about it. You're going to go fishing, or you're going to go hunting, or you're going to go do work, or you're going to do something instead of sitting around, well, we ain't going to make it. We ain't going to make it. Well, if you trust God, you go on with life because you've you, you put your faith. I've had people say, well, you just don't care. I said, no, I've already prayed about it, and I put my faith on it, and I'm now I'm into waiting. Huh? If you plant corn today, it ain't coming up tomorrow. Sometimes God supernaturally will bring things to pass, but it's because you're trusting. And so, if you plant something, it's planted. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna leave it alone. If I come back and look at it, I'm gonna water a little bit. Word of God says this. You you know, I said, water the seed. Trust. The Reason we don't trust is we don't put the word on it. We just wishing hope. Lord, do something. And then when it don't happen, we go, Lord, why didn't you do something? But he said, I have sent my word. I've sent my word to heal you, to bless you. Psalms 34, if you read it in the Amplified, it goes and says, I'm standing on the word. I trust God. Let's go to number two. I just want to preach everything today. I twice and want my tennis shoes on. I just we can be here. We, we'll we'll dismiss right before worship time tonight. Before we get to number two, let's talk about the prodigal son, and you know you can leave it up there. Let's focus on the victory now. I want to look at this story, and you know in worship, and I didn't think about this, but this is the American church, the story of the prodigal son. You know, I always thought prodigal meant the, the prodigal son was the wild, crazy son. Prodigal means extravagant living. Man, he was blessed. No, he was the second born, but he was blessed. And his older brother was blessed. And daddy was blessed. But let's go to Luke 15, 11, And we're just going to read this all the way through. But I'm going I'm I'm to cut in and uh, clap at you. But no, let me say this. If positive people trust God, negative people are always selfish. If you're negative, you're being selfish. I know I'm, I'm being mean today, but let me tell you, I'm trying to pull you out of that muck and mire of selfishness. And let's get to victory. Because there ain't no victory in just me. The Victory's in Jesus, my Savior forever. And so... As we look at the story, this story of negative and positive, Luke, uh, let's, Luke 15, 11, it said, and then he said, a man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, give me the share of, my, the, of the estate that falls to me. The younger said, give me, give me, give me, give me, my way, my way, my way, my way. I've been in this long enough that when somebody says, I just want to do what I want to do, Eh, wrong answer that means you want to live the way you want to live and 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 forget god forget god's word i'm just going to do what i feel like if it feels good i'm going to do it Eh, wrong answer and that's what this young man was doing and look what he says give me what's mine 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 so the father divided his wealth between them That means the the son, between them both, the younger son got one-third of his wealth. The older got two-thirds because he's the firstborn. He gave it to both of them. So he divided his livelihood to them, not him, them. I'm making a point because the older one had some cash. Blessed. And so, in verse 13, not many days later, the younger son gathered everything together and went on a journey into a distant country. And there he squandered his estate with loose living. Now when he had spent everything and severe famine occurred in that country, and he began to be impoverished, so he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of the country, and he sent him into the fields to feed the hogs. Anybody ever fed a hog? I have slopped hogs. That's nasty business. (coughs) <coughs> anybody ever ate the slop? Lights are bright this morning. I can't see anybody raising it. I have not either. It's nasty. But look what he finds out. He squandered everything, and so he went and hired himself out, and he was sent to feed the swine. In verse 16, and he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating. No one was giving anything to him. Verse 17. But when he came to his senses, I mean you know the pig pen will change you. And you don't have to stay. If you think you're in a pig pen today, you don't have to stay there. Because the earthly father of this young man represents God. And he said, How many of my father's hired men have more then enough bread, and I'm dying here with hunger. I will get up and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned a great uh, sin against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. So it was, give me, give me, give me. Let me do what I want to do. Let me do what I want to do. Now he's come to his senses, and he's saying, make me, Lord, make me. You know, it was, give me mine, give me mine, let me do mine. Now it's make me. Are you the place? It ought to be every day. God, make me. Change me. David said, create in me a clean heart, O Lord. I want to tell you by the blood of Jesus, the righteousness of God is on you, in you. It's yours to walk in it if you can focus on it. Well, I'm just a sinner full of sin saved by grace. Eh, Wrong question because you're magnifying sin now. It's the righteousness of God that gives you access to the throne of grace. It's the righteousness of God that Jesus gave you. Are you going to reject the gift of righteousness? Go and shake your head, no. You want the gift of righteousness. You want the gift of the Spirit. You want everything God has for you. You see, it's His faith that you use. It's his love that you have. It's his mercy that's been extended. If people have mercy, it's because God gave it to them. And we're changing not my will. Yeah, we have a free will. We have a free will to operate in the things of God. Uh, We have a free will to do what I want to do. So now it's make me. Make me what you want me to be. Just make me a servant. And God ain't made us a servant. He's made of sons and daughters. And so so in verse 20, he got up and he came to his father, and while he was still a long way off, the father saw him and felt compassion for him. The Father was looking for him every day. Do you know God's waiting on you? Oh well, I'm, I know God, yeah, but he's waiting on you to come on up to the next level. He's waiting on you to come on up. There's always more. There's always greater. He's wanting you to have more. So so you can send missionaries. He want you to have more love so you can show the love of God to people that they can get saved. Anybody ever heard of Todd White? Full of the love of God. He ministers to people all over. And he went to a man and the man just exuded the love of God to him and it changed him. I don't know a God, but he could see you know God. I want to know the God you know. Are people saying I want to know the God you know? Man, then we got to start changing. We got to be like Jesus. Did you know Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him? Do you know God's with you so you can go about doing good and healing all that uh, that are oppressed of the devil for God's with you? Oh, Lord, now he's trying to put some pressure on me. The Holy Spirit is. He's wanting you to operate like God. We're not the sons of God, but we're sons and daughters of God. Jesus is our big brother. Isn't that awesome? Glory, glory. He got up. His father saw him. And verse 21, well, verse 20, and he ran and embraced his son and kissed him. You know, God, you ever had a kiss from God? Come on, the father wants to kiss you. And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your side, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son, but rather said to his Uh, but the father said to his slaves quickly bring out the best robe put it on him put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate for the son of mine was dead has come to life again he was lost and has been found and they began to celebrate do you know the bible says that god's that the whole all of heaven celebrates when someone comes to the lord even those that walk away and i'm gonna do what i want to do and they come back They still celebrate. The father's so pleased. The father's so excited. And he's looking for you. If you're far away, he's looking for you to come back. He's waiting on you. But why don't he just make us? No. No. God's like this, and it's what I told my kid. Because, you know, kids will throw a hissy on you every now and then. and say, I don't love you no more. And y'all used to go. And I've seen parents break down. Oh, don't tell me that. I used to tell my tough luck. I'm your daddy. I love you. I don't care if you love me or not. I'm always going to love you. I used to tell my daughters, they'd bring some old scabby boy in. I said, listen, listen to me. I'll go to hell for you. He won't. I'll fight for you spiritually. I'm going to love you when he don't. Keep your heart. Listen, so that's the way God is. God loves us so much, and he don't care what you do. He still loves you. I'm not pleased. He's not pleased, but I still love him. I used to tell him, y'all go to jail, I'll come visit you because I love you. I'm not getting you out. Oh, sorry, we got off. And they began to celebrate. Victory in Jesus, right? Victory. Do you know when people pass from this life to the other, it's victory? Precious are the death of his saints. How can they be precious? They died. Man, they just crossed over into glory. You know, I said about Richard Martin, he's doing a victory dance, you know, going down heaven like, look at that, and just dancing. And excited. You remember back in the 80s, the kids used to do that, Victory dance, you know, it was silly stuff. Y'all looking at me like, some of you like, how do you know I used to do that? You think people in heaven know how to celebrate? Yes, they do. They wouldn't come back for the world with a fence around it. No. They're enjoying God. They're enjoying Jesus. They're enjoying David. They're enjoying Paul. Abraham. Let's start enjoying life now. Can we enjoy God now? Well, Pastor, you don't know the doom and despair that I'm walking through. Come on. So number two, focus on the victory. Focus on the victory. That's the Father. That's the Father's. The Father's focus is victory. God's focus on victory for you. And I know too many people are waiting on God to do something. He's already done it, y'all. Grace and mercy is extended. It pulls you up. Notice the father when he met his son coming down, he hugged him. He didn't go, "Well, you took all the money and you spent it all and you did terrible things with it." He didn't do that, did he? God don't do that either. God doesn't rehearse your old life. I'm so embarrassed. He took your shame. Isaiah 53, he took your shame. He took your embarrassment. The stupid things that we did. (laughs) My aunt had four kids, and she was like my sister. We was only a year and a half apart. And 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 so the kids, we'd be talking. I said, well, you remember when we was in high school, and we did. She goes, shh, shh. She didn't want to tell her kids what she did. I said, they need to know so they can learn. We were stupid. We got pulled over. She was 15, I was 13, and she got belligerent with the state trooper. I'm like, oh, Lord, we're going to jail. We're going to jail. Y'all sitting there like, well, I've never. Okay. Hey, God didn't rehearse. The father didn't rehearse all that he did wrong and all but what was happening in the moment. See, the blood of Jesus, when you come and repent, the blood of Jesus washes you, and it's gone. Do you know who remembers it? You and the devil. You replay it. Quit replaying it. Put it under the blood. I mean, you know, I, I, know, I, I know a lot of people that, you know, they get under stress, they go to bed, and they're just uh, it's just running through their mind. I got this to do, and I don't know what we're going to do, and I was, uh, oh, we got this bill coming, in. uh-huh. Rest in Jesus' name. Rest. That's what we want to do. We want to rest. And so God is focusing on your progress. He's focusing on righteousness. He's focusing on victory. The foundation for your life is not on your past. The foundation that I'm standing on right here, this is a metal chair. It's pretty solid. I feel pretty safe. The foundation for my life is on the Word of God, on the blood of Jesus and who He is, not who I was. It's not my past, it's where I'm going. It's who I am. I've had to change my thinking. My thinking is you're just a dumb country boy from wherever. But God will take you and show you things. God will open your heart up and open your eyes up that there is more to him. My wife and I had a dream of a home. And it's called a Cadiana style house, man. It's a Louisiana house. It's got a big front porch. But it ain't much bigger than those of chairs right there. That was our vision of our home. Well, it changed because we moved and we thought, look at that house. She wanted a bigger house, and I'm going, how am I going to provide that kind of house? But God, but God, God will expand your vision. You know why he does that? So he, he'll, you'll know it's him and not you because you trust him. He's going to get you out there. He's going to make you go pray for somebody that lost a child. He's going to make you go to jail and and preach Jesus to somebody. He's going to stir you up to do something, and you're going to be like this because you're looking at yourself, but you know what? You've got him on the inside of you. Hey. So let's focus on where we're going. Let's focus on who we are. Remind yourself and the devil how good God's been to you. He's good. Quit magnifying sin, and let's magnify some, the right standing we have with God. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. That we, the old man's gone. Quit resurrecting him. You're supposed to bury him. But we dig him up and drag him behind us. He stinks, too. Your past stinks, and you're dragging him behind you. Just in case Tim says something, I can resurrect the old man, and we can go at it. <laughs> And he's you know, he should not be able to say anything that brings the old man up. Just because hmm. that old man's stinking. He died a long time ago. And the devil keeps bra- dragging him up to you. Take him back, take him back. Every time you put stuff on the altar, you know what? You have a you if you don't watch it, you'll go back and pick it up. Don't do it. Mm mm mm. Number three. Christians don't focus, focus on the negative. How many of you know negative's coming? How many of you know it'll knock on your door? Reminds me of that commercial where the roach knocked on the lady's door. What do you want? That's the way you ought to answer. What are you doing here? So let's finish reading. In Luke 15, and verse 25, and this is the American church. Don't be this church. Now, his older son was in the field. <laughs> and when he came, he approached the house. He heard music and dancing. Celebrate, Jesus, celebrate. They're celebrating. And he summoned one of the servants and began inquiring, what do these things could be? And he said to him, your brother has come. And your father has killed the fatted calf because he has received him back safe and sound. Man, everybody's happy. We're having a good time. Your brother's back. Hey. Well, he didn't get happy. He became angry. Look in verse 28. And was not willing to go in. Going in there. The craziest thing. People going to church. They're all smiling. They want to hug me and everything else. A bunch of hypocrites. Hold on. Hold on. And his father came out and began pleading with him. And he answered and said to his father, look, for so many years I've been serving you, and I have never neglected a command of yours, and yet you have never given me a young, and this, the translation is skinny goat. You have never even given me a skinny goat to cook for me and my friends. But remember, I emphasize that that the Father divided the inheritance with them. And when the young man split with his one-third, this boy had two-thirds. He could have did anything he wanted to. Christians sit in church or walk through life with everything that God has given them through Jesus Christ, and they get upset when somebody else gets blessed, and they don't have it. And you have access to the same God and to the same grace and mercy and to the same supply that they do. Why God did that for them? They, They hadn't even been serving Him as long as I have. It has nothing to do with it, it has to do with your receiver, it has to do with your tuning in, it has to do with you catching the promise. It has with you standing on the promise. And so you look at this, This you know, are you didn't give me nothing. But he said, when your son came who, and you, you, who, has, who has devoured your wealth or with prostitutes and you killed the fat. See, religion will rehearse what people have done wrong. Well, you know that woman. She's been married five times. And I thought you say. saved. Quit gossiping. God doesn't rehearse somebody's past. Remember the woman at the well? Commercial break. Jesus said, I need a drink. You know, Give me a drink of water. She goes, man, you're talking to me, and you're asking me for water. I'm a Samaritan. You're a Jew. Jesus didn't care. And he said, woman, if you knew the water that I had to drink, you'd be asking me for a drink. And the water that I have, and he was talking about salvation, a wellspring of water salvation the waters represents the spirit of god everybody in here that's a child of god you got the spirit of god on the inside of you nod your head yeah whether you feel like it or not he's working whether i feel like it or not i'm tired but he's working Now, now jesus stood up in the in one of the feasts and we'll get to them in a minute and he said hey if you ask me i'll give you rivers of living water pouring out of you you're talking about the the holy spirit being poured out in a greater measure I got my, my example right here. This is a brand new bottle of water. Is it full? Well, there's a little bit of air right there, so it's not quite full. So let's let's you you know how God measures fullness. Anybody want to know how God measures fullness? Let me get old here. This is how God measures fullness. To overflow it. Don't stop. Don't stop. Ooh, God touched me. Don't stop. Oh, I feel God. Don't stop. Hey, will he heal my joint? Don't stop. Come on. Come on, Lord. Come on. We want fullness. We want it overflowing where it gets on Tim a little bit. And he's like, what is that? Well, Cody said it. When Pastor got up, I just felt the Lord because I've been meditating on this for three days. been like, oh, Lord, let me pour this out. That's why I say I need to wear tennis shoes sometimes. You know, my wife makes me wear this stuff. She don't like this outfit, but hey, I'm picking on her. I'd be in rubber boots and blue jeans every Sunday or tennis shoes in the summertime. Why? Because you know what? It doesn't matter what you wear. It's what's on the inside. It's God on the inside that's what matters. And we need the spirit of God in everything we do. And we don't need to be grumpy and grumpy and negative like like the older brother. And uh, did we finish reading all of that? And then so, let, let me just say some things you might want to jot them down. The older brother complained, you never gave me a party or a skinny goat. The older brother, uh, the older son uh, would not go into the party, but he couldn't stop the party. Somebody ever grouts about, well, you talk about how good God is, and you, they can't stop you. They can't stop you. Unless you go, well, you're right. You know, you start looking at yourself like they do. You know, your family knows your faults. They know your past, and they want to rehearse it. Don't talk to them about it. I'm not talking about that. I'm a new creation. I'm a child of God. Nobody wants to live in the negative. Get out of it. Shake yourself. Jesus told his disciples, if, they'd re- if they refuse to hear you, dust it off and go to the next town. Dust it off. Negative's coming. Quit comparing yourself to others, being envious of people. Quit being jealous of others for your mistake. If Tim gets blessed and I don't, I can't be jealous. I want to know, how'd you do that? I want to receive the same thing. I can't believe he got it and I didn't. I don't know what he's doing. Hmm? Comparing ourselves. Quit. It's your race to run. Doesn't matter where you're at. It's your race, you and God. If somebody reaches a goal that you have before you, glory be to God. I'm going there too. I'm going to get it too. God is no respecter of persons, He's a respecter of faith. F A I T H. What can you trust in Him, adhere in Him to do? What can you believe Him to do? That's what He'll do. Well, I don't think it ever happened. It won't. Even though it's been bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus, if you don't accept that it's for you, you won't get it. But you'll complain. Don't complain. Quit focusing on what's wrong and focus on Jesus who's right. When you can't celebrate your life in God, you've forgotten who you are. You either never knew or you've forgotten who you are in Christ. When you can't celebrate, the older brother forgot who he was and what he had. I'm not going in there. Dude, you're the oldest son. You've already, you're have already you on two-thirds of this place. You can go anywhere you want to. I'm not going in there. Mm-mm. Let's go through number four, how God and why God really, he's, he's shown us in the word why he wants us to celebrate why he wants us to have the victory, but he wants us to celebrate. If you're not celebrating stuff, well, I'm not celebrating my birthday anymore because I'm old enough. You need to be celebrating. you You here. You know, you know I, I, my, I told my daughters, you know, we've got three grandsons, and, the, and I'm going to pick on everybody. I did it too. But you give a one-year-old a birthday party, and I mean it's a splash. Anybody remember their first birthday? No don't make it a splash wait till they five and make it a splash well we gotta have this and we gotta have that and i'm like really that's for you but you know what it's okay to celebrate them we want to celebrate them we want to celebrate them and we want to celebrate life so god told his people to celebrate and he's going to put them on the screen you've got them on your sheet the feast of the passover the feast of, it was a celebration of the redemption by the blood The blood, the blood, it's a celebration of redemption. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I've been redeemed and filled with the Holy Ghost I am. I've been redeemed. Are you redeemed? Smile at somebody, I'm redeemed. He said, I don't know what that means. Yeah, you are. You're redeemed. You've been bought and paid for with a price. Matter of fact, God made you like you are, and then he bought you back from sin. The second one, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. It's a celebration of sanctification. The unleavened bread is separated from sin. You've been separate, separated from sin. Let's just go there real quick. Corinthians, Paul said, "I'm excited." Now the Corinthian church was—they—they was just—they they just, had a lot of stuff wrong. Okay, he's straightening them out the whole time. If you read the, the Church at Corinth. But he said, I'm presenting you a bunch of knuckleheads. He didn't say that. But he goes, because he didn't look at the negative. He said, I'm presenting you as a bride, as a virgin bride to Jesus, chaste, clean, pure, holy. Well, they were knuckleheads. But he didn't call them knuckleheads. He said, I present you as holy bride to Jesus. And I'm so jealous that you're going to be with him. And you're going to live this life in purity and holiness. Man, the Corinth was a horrible place to live. It was, it was Solomon and Gomorrah like. But he said, God separated you out, called you out to be holy, to be righteous, to be right with God. Y'all may be taking some of that. Some of y'all don't think, I can look at some of you and you don't realize that you're you're righteous and yet you're holy. I don't know if that's for me. Yeah, it is. The feast of first fruits, harvest, harvest. Or how about resurrection? Harvest. Man, when they got the first harvest, they had, let's have a party. Let's cook some of this. I don't know I'm offend anybody that don't believe in hunting, but, I mean, I used to I'd take some of it right there as we skin it, and we're going to cook this, and I'm hungry. Huh? I mean, you shelling peas? Well, forget the shelling. Let's cook some of these things. I'm hungry. That's what they were celebrating. And look, the Feast of, of Weeks is a celebration of joy. Fifty days after the first fruits is Pentecost. Fifty days. The Holy Spirit was poured out. How about the Feast of Trumpets? It was a celebration of joy, the joy and the favor of God. I was listening to somebody last night, and they said they had a vision. They went to heaven and said they could hear music playing. Nobody was singing, but it just came up out of the ground, the music. And somebody went to play in a horn, and it was like somebody was singing, but it was a horn, and you could hear the words that they were playing. You ever Caleb and play the guitar, and he play the lead part that people sing, and you can make out the work. And heaven, musical instruments are just like that. They're singing praise to God. Isn't that awesome? God invented music anyway. How about the Feast of the Atonement? It's a celebration of sin that's been forgiven, atoned, cleansed. Man, and they celebrated. We're having a feast. Hey, we're we'll going to invite everybody over. Oh, we're going to have a party. We're going to feast. We're going to eat. We're going to enjoy God. Feast of Tabernacles was a celebration of God's guidance into a new life. Salvation. These seven commanded celebrations. You know, we don't have to do these anymore. But by the grace that God has given us, we live these out every day. You need to thank God for every one of them. That you've been washed in the blood, that you've been separated, that you you've been you gonna have you got resurrection life in you. You celebrate these every day. They did it as they were taught to do, but we have them every day. You know. We always break down, and we're going to have a birthday party, or we're going to have a Christmas party, or we're going to do these parties. Listen, the party is celebrating life. It's our celebration of life. The joy of the Lord is your strength. He said amen. That's the newest life member we have in here. He's glad to be here. Hey, and we got two twins that are coming too, glory be to God. All these boys. So I'm praying for girls on all y'all don't no, just... <laughs> you expecting. Know, no, the ladies are, we need some girls in here. <laughs> the, attitude, the, adi- the attitude of celebration is joy. The, how do you know the, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength? Bump somebody and say, you need some more joy. What that means is strength. You need more strength. Now, here's where, here's where we got to go. Listen, I'm, we're about to finish. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. First commandment. The second one is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. You can't love your neighbor unless you love yourself. And you can't love God unless you love yourself. I'm going to tell you that, too. You got to know who you are, and you got to be solid in who you are. So I want to remind you of some things to celebrate about you. Me? Yeah, I want you to celebrate you. In Psalms 139 14. Is it on your sheet? I don't think it is, or is it? That's right. Right and look, and so he can't he can't put it up there. So look at me. Psalms 139 14. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, I don't like my hair, and I don't like my toes, and I don't like it, don't matter. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God made you. Well, I'm not as pretty as them. You are to God. He created you, and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So get over yourself and love yourself. God loves you. Psalms 118, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to rejoice in God. I don't care what I'm going through. It's time to praise him. You need to do a little victory dance even when you don't have it by faith. 1 Samuel 30 and 6. Now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? They were professional stoners. And they had stones up here. You know, somebody got out of line in the in the tabernacle. You get out of line, Jack, we're going to stone you. And so the people were grieved, every man for his son and daughter. And David, it says, David strengthened himself in the Lord. You know, having joy doesn't mean that you just, ha, ah, ah, ha, ah, ah. No, the joy of the Lord is your strength, even in hard times. That the strength of God's in you doesn't matter what, what hell or high water or what's coming. God's got me, and I, I'm protected. And you know, guess what? we win the war victory you may lose a battle or two i have and you may even die but you still have victory first corinthians 15 is the whole chapter is about the victory over death the whole chapter is victory over death even death we win even in death well they didn't make it no they made it right on into heaven and they, they, they can run faster than you, and they can sing better than you, and they look better than you. Huh? Because they, they got God all over them. Somebody said that, that Jesus is, he's filled with the glory of God, and the Father, you can't see the Father, he's the God of light. But they said even every person you meet got the glory of God in them. Own them. It's so all your loved ones. And you know what, I can't wait to step into that glory too. So I want to go back. If you're, if, if you're facing anything today, you need to get into the Word, find out a promise to stand on, release your faith, or do what you're supposed to do. Hmm? Do what you're supposed to do. Do what the Word says, and then rest. Go fishing. Rest. I was going through a stressful time, and uh, this prophet of God, uh, talking to him, he called me and said, will not you just go watch... Uh, uh, he said, uh, what was it? He said, go watch Clint Eastwood and that Dirty Harry movie. I said, what's that got to do with anything? He goes, get your mind off of it because you're not going to change it anyway. You need to rest in God, release it, and then just go watch a movie. It was about, it was about 9 o'clock at night. He said, just go on YouTube and watch a, a, a shoot em up or kung-fu fighting or something and just rest in God. And I'm like, kung-fu but you know what? It made me laugh. It made me get my mind off, and and because you're gonna rest, you got to get your mind off of it. What am I gonna do? 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 It make your hair fall out. What we're gonna do is we're gonna trust God. What we're gonna do is we're gonna believe God. What we're gonna do is we're gonna adhere and and, and stand on His Word. Amen. Should bow your heads. Oh, it's number. Number five. I forgot number five. Give me number five. I lost my sheet. Yeah, Learn to celebrate the right things the right way. The right things the right way. Well, you know, the world knows how to celebrate the wrong thing. But the right things the right way is God's way. Can you have a good time without getting drunk? We did today, didn't we? Huh? My family's a bunch of Christians, and and if we did drink, we'd really be, somebody would get hurt. We have a good time. We enjoy life. We're supposed to enjoy life. God didn't call you to mope and and to fret and to worry. You know why? It may be hard changing you, to be like Jesus. It may be hurt because I've done this the way we are, the way I've always done it. Well, it's time to break that cycle. It's time to break that cycle and start, you know what, doing, when you do things God's way, it's joyful. It's peaceful. It's when you carry it, it's, it's burdensome. Remember last Sunday, put my yoke upon you, it's easy, it's light. Jesus said, the yoke and, and he said, I will destroy the yoke. The, the, the ox got so fat with the anointing of God, it broke the yoke. And the devil wants to put a yoke on you. Jesus the, and the anointing destroys the yoke. And you do it. You know what helped help you celebrate? Break the yoke is rejoicing, celebrating. Let's have a victory. Let's have a party. Let's enjoy God. So do things right and do it the right way. So bow your heads. Nobody look around. Just check your heart and believe God. Do you know him? Do you know him today? If you don't know him, just lift your hand. I want to pray with you. Maybe you've been running. You haven't, uh, you haven't served God in a long time, hadn't thought about him, don't, don't care about him. But you know what? If you want to come back to him, he's, he's like the father of the prodigal son he's looking for. He's been waiting on you. If that's you, just lift your hand. Anybody. You know, why don't I ask you to lift your hand, it ain't for my. It's you're making a commitment to God. You can do that in your heart. So let's pray this. Pray this together. Say this with me. Say, Father, I give you my all. Be my help, my strength. Show me your ways, that I may walk with you all the days of my life. That I will not turn, but I will seek you. Seek your ways follow after your word. Make it number one. Make you number one. Thank you, Father, for loving me, for sending Jesus for me, and revealing yourself to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.